Chapter 12! Within an hour or so, they arrived at a pair of sleek ivory doors that were twice the height of a normal man. The building had windows just as long. It was circular in shape and was surrounded by lush bushes with flowers. Ladala exited the carriage, and Basim was waiting there to take her hand and gently lead her the very short distance from the carriage to the ground. This is my home. It is a safe place to stay and talk, Ladala said, gesturing to the doors. Follow me, won't you? Ilse and Reshma jumped out, not wanting to take Basim's hand, even though he didn't offer it. They collected their things and quickly followed her footsteps. Dear Reshma, Ladala said, I wish to speak with Ilse alone for a moment. My attendants will show you around and make sure you're comfortable. Reshma looked at Ilse with hard eyes, not wanting to separate, but nodded and offered a slim smile. Lieselot came to her side and offered to direct her in the opposite direction. Why just the two of us? Ilse protested. Reshma can be trusted. This isn't out of trust, Ladala said. She didn't continue and Ilse couldn't find any words to respond with. She followed the woman through a hall with natural light pouring through windows along the left wall. Everything about the place was warm and bright. Ladala finally brought her to a room filled with books. The light spilled through a round wall that had no window. A natural breeze blew right through. Ilse noticed there was hardly anything hanging from the walls or the ceilings to provide light. I know what it is you want, Ilse said, looking at all the books. They reminded her of her father. And what is that? Here, milady, Ilse said, taking off the ring and holding it out towards Ladala. I found it in the forest, and your soldiers asked for it. It must belong to your people, am I correct? At first, Ladala didn't respond, but just stared at Ilse's cupped hand and the rose gold twinkling on her palm. If it hasn't harmed you, Ladala said quietly, then it is not mine to take. Then why did your soldiers ask for it? Ilse said. They knew I had it and asked for it, but they didn't dare take it. Is this a weapon? Depends on how you use the word, dear girl, Ladala replied. It is of no use to many of the people you know or will chance to meet. It only works for those with rare gifts, such as Swift. So what do I use the ring for? Branding? Ilse asked. It brought to mind the moment Reshma touched it and felt it burn her hand. Ladala chuckled as if it were a joke. Ilse didn't smile or laugh. You could possibly do that. But from what I know, it was crafted to empower you, or anyone with powers like you, Ladala explained. When someone like you wears the ring, it adds not just to your magical strength, but to your natural strength, too. It's generally nasty towards anyone who doesn't deserve its enormous assistance. That's why it was found in the wild forest. There's no telling what it will do, and it helps keep away the wrong people. I was attacked by vines, Ilse said, her pulse quickening at the memory. Only Swift could save me. Ah, yes, magical items in the forest like their little tests, Ladala said. I am just full of questions and hardly any answers, Ilse said. How would we have made it to your home without that ring? We would still be lost in the forest without it. I know many things, but I can only answer where I can, Ladala sighed. What do you know, milady? Ilse said. She wanted to stomp her foot like an impatient child. I read stories about the elven people. They say that you are as beautiful as you are wise and ancient. Do you know who put up the wall? Do you know what the Ildurums want with me? Ilse became flustered. She came this whole way because Ladala was said to know things, but she wasn't delivering on the promise. If you are looking for a being who knows all, has seen all, and can see all that is to come, then I am not that person, Ladala answered. She looked displeased with the need to explain herself. 
What I know, I know from my fair share of studying and pondering. I can safely admit that I know a thing or two about this life and the creatures that surround our lands. But I am no fortune teller or prophetess, nor can I tell you what you want to know about the wall. I do know this. We caught wind of the wall when the world was very fascinated by your people. You could say that your abilities to use the ice and never feel the cold are the stuff of fairy tales to the people in Yelling, the Pearl Mountains, and even this vast forest. People wanted to trade and learn about Ravenna's curious lineage. Then you disappeared. Almost like the map maker blotted you out from his map. We haven't seen or heard anything about your people since. It wasn't our doing, Elsie protested. We were trapped there. Brushman and I are the only ones who were able to leave our home. And you wish to return? Yes, Elsie said desperately. I miss my papa. He's the only family I have. My mother was separated from us. Elsie said, I have her diary. I think she had the same powers as me. That's all I know. Ladala looked at Elsie as if to gauge just how she was taking this conversation. Ladala was lounging on the couch while Elsie stood there, about ready to tear the room and all of its books apart. Do you know why they call me Lady? she asked. No, Elsie said, shifting her feet and questioning the sudden change of conversation. I can only imagine that you're a part of a royal family of some kind. That's a decent guess, Ladala smiled. But in this part of the woods, there are no royalty. You won't find a single drop of royal blood here. Then how did you become a leader? You have your own soldiers, Elsie asked, gesturing towards the door where they knew a guard was standing watch. People listen to me, Ladala said. I unite them. People trust my judgments. I can sense what a person or creature is capable of. They come and ask me what kind of person they are, and they trust my replies. You said you weren't a prophetess, Elsie stated flatly, her brows furrowed. If only I just observe, Ladala said. I see how people talk and carry themselves, and I just give them suggestions. However, it's become a kind of tradition that people come to me when they're faced with heavy decisions. And this makes you a leader? I put the best of the best where they can succeed. It makes for a happy people when each and every soul believes they are wanted and needed. What does this have to do with the wall? Elsie said, her arms folded. What does your position have to do with me and Reshma? Ladala sighed before continuing. I may not have some immediate answers, but I will find them. She gestured to the curved walls that held thousands of books. I see a look of leadership and bravery about you. You've traveled farther than most who have come for my counsel. That says much. If I am to help you, the best I can do is give you a good direction and insight on who you're dealing with. But give it time. I'll be able to give you a sufficient answer when the time is right. Pardon me asking, Ilsie said, then closed her eyes and quickly shook her head. I mean, thank you for offering your help. We appreciate it. I just want to know how much time you think this will take. Well, you barely got here, Ladala laughed. I'll have assistants gather to help us, my librarian and some of the city readers, to help me narrow down the search once you've properly rested. You and Reshma are allowed to stay as long as you see fit but I don't plan on wasting your time. It is flattering that you think me a leader, Ilsie said, even though in her mind she firmly disagreed with the interpretation. But I don't know what to make of this. No one knows what to do right now, Ladala said. People can't trust each other. Everywhere they look, their father, mother, or sibling is going away to join this elusive Yildirim force. They need a leader, and I have my suspicions that you could fill that position. And you can't? Ilsie asked. She felt like she was being flattered into a corner to do something she wasn't happy to do. 
I could, but you would do better, Nadala said, looking her in the face. A leader can oppose chaos and bring people together. People are preparing to fight a battle and they don't know why. Because you have Swift and now this power-enhancing ring, you can go places and do things that I or my people can't. This is far from the answer I was looking for, Ilse said. She looked out the window and knew that her frustration was about to turn into tears. She tried to hold her emotions in check. I wanted to know more about my past, not this future you think I should have. For a few moments, no one said anything. Ilse looked out the window and blinked away a few disgruntled tears. Ladala sat and thought. I feel as though I've worn you thin before you've had your chance to rest, she murmured quietly. Why don't you go rest? My associates and I will start preparing. Come and find me when you're ready. Hopefully soon we will have a better explanation for you. The last thing Ilse wanted to do was force herself to sleep. She wanted to be in here reading as well, if these books were written in a language she knew. But she knew that Ladala was right. She needed rest, and hopefully with time, Ladala will be more forthcoming with whatever was on her mind. In answer, Ilse nodded. The guest rooms are further down this hallway. One of the guards can lead you there. Thank you, Ilse said, bowing her head. I'm just trying to piece things together. Ladala rose and put a soft hand on Ilse's shoulder. Everyone comes to me for answers, Ladala said. I won't let you down. What kind of help is she looking for, exactly? Reshma said sleepily. She stirred when Ilse arrived and wanted to hear about their conversation. You're just going to run around everywhere. We didn't get to that, Ilse said, giving her a look. She just told me that she likes telling people the potential futures they can have and told me that I am some kind of leader. Ah, the stench of responsibility, Reshma murmured, her forearms stretching over her eyes. I feel like I'm being forced into something I don't want to do, Ilse said, looking over at Reshma, like she will exchange her research for my services. She cringed slightly at the thought. It sounded harsh, but she wondered if Ladala was only being so accommodating because Ilse was useful. You don't owe them anything that big. Not your life, Reshma said. And why do they need you? Because you can use their ring. Because Swift can apparently help them stop the Ilderims, or help the people stop the Ilderims. Reshma gave her a long look, then thought to herself as she stared at her lap. I know you want to go home, Reshma said. It must have been hard to hear that you've barely met the lady and all of a sudden she wants you to help her with the Ilderims. Ilse sighed and nodded. Yeah, not exactly what I want to hear. So what did you tell her? Did you tell her to go find someone else? I didn't tell her anything, Ilse said. And to be fair, she didn't have much to say either. Reshma rolled over on her stomach and groaned into her pillow. Ilse laughed despite herself. She closed her eyes and tried to piece together what she had learned and what she had demanded to know. She started to wonder if Ladala had been planning for their arrival the whole time. Sebra told them to go visit Ladala for help, and even the forest itself helped them find the land that no one else could find or enter. She didn't like the idea of being someone else's game piece. But what if I help them to stop the Ilderims? Ilse thought out loud. I help them and they help us. Our families will be safe from those soldiers. This doesn't sound like a short-term plan, Reshma said cautiously. You realize you might not see your father home for a very long time, right? If what Ladala said is true, there could be big things coming, like a war. A war? Don't ask me, I'm just speculating, Reshma said, holding up her hands. Apparently a lot has happened since the war came, the Yildirim problem being one of those things. They're more widespread than I ever would have thought. A lot of people are confused, afraid, and angry. Those three things never really lead to anything peaceful. Ilse's shoulders sagged. 
We're just islanders, Ilse said. What do we know of battling? We know that you have ice and I have fire, Reshma said. I'm just going to set the world on fire until I find my family. I've tried to fight it, Ilse said, but it's true. I'm not going to be able to go home and act like this was all a bad dream. They'll only find me. Ladala has guards, Reshma offered. I'm sure Ladala will protect us if we do what we can to help. You're right, Ilse mused. I just hope we, you know, don't get killed. We've managed this long, Reshma said, snuggling deeper in her bed. Has to be a sign, right? Hardly, Ilse retorted. She looked over at the large mass that was Reshma covered in downy blankets. She nestled herself in her own blankets and said softly, You can hardly stave off sleep, let alone a Yildirim soldier.